Welcome to the Empowering Midlife Wellness Podcast, where we talk about everything to do with midlife women's wellness and creating the best second half of life. I'm your host, Dr. Susan Hardwick-Smith. I'm a board-certified gynecologist, certified menopause practitioner and hormone replacement specialist, as well as an ICF-certified life and leadership coach and lots of other things. So if you want to check me out and learn about my private practice and other offerings, my website is www www.drsusan.com. That's D-R-S-U-S-A-N.com. It's my commitment to stay neutral by not accepting advertising dollars from sponsors. So all of these episodes are offered freely. And the best way that you can help this podcast is to share it with your friends, leave a positive review, and also keep in mind this is simultaneously posted in video format on YouTube, where you can find me by searching for Dr. Susan Hardwick-Smith. This week on Empowering Midlife Wellness, I'm talking to my partner, Dr. Leah, again, and this time we're talking about a new service that she's offering in our office, which is a very holistic nutrition consult, has at least 10 components. You can't wait to hear about this. Hi, friends, and welcome to this week's episode. I have Dr. Leah back again, one of my fantastic partners. Dr. Leah Antonevich is not only a Norwegian and a menopause specialist, but I'm asking her to talk to you today about her special interest in nutrition, because one of the things we've added recently to our service line is nutrition consults. So tell us a little bit, first of all, how you got interested in this, because the average ob doesn't know much about nutrition. Let's face it, I didn't. <laughs> You're right about that. In fact, um, in medical school, well, back when I was in medical school, we received um, pretty much zero training. I happened zero. to go. Yeah. To one of the medical schools that actually had an emphasis in um, nutrition and complementary and alternative um, education for medicine. So that was really fortuitous. But it actually, um, growing up, um, being half Lebanese and Native American and German, I had a lot of influence from my parents about eating in, in herbs and medicine and food, Amazing. how that affects the body. But um, when I really became interested was when I was working through college and I was donating plasma because I needed the $17. And one day I got turned down because I was anemic. Wow. And needless yes. to say, I that started a whole health journey. And I learned a lot about how horrible iron supplements uh, can be on the body and basically how to feed my, my body better because I was on the typical college diet. Which is such an interesting example, I think. Just human beings, including doctors, I had the same experience. This, our learning accelerates in areas where we find out something about ourselves, mm -hmm. just like it did for us when we started going through hormone change. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've talked about our weight loss program before, which is wonderful, and we, and we offer that. And this is a little bit of a deviation from that to talk more about the nutrition component, because it's so much more than just what I used to say, which is basically eat less and exercise more, which is probably the most useless piece of advice you could give. It's not untrue. It's just not holistic enough. So Leah has many, many things, and we've tried to break them down to 10 things to talk to you about that she would discuss with you if you came to see her for a nutrition consult. So first of all, it's not 15 minutes, right? A nutrition consult. No, it's it's at least an hour, and that, um, that's just a jumping off point. But, you know, that's for us to basically just look at your health assessment, first mm -hmm. of all. So when you come to our practice, you have a holistic view of everything, and we will look at a bunch of different labs and see what else is going on. But it's very important to find out what your nutritional status is, 
what your hormone status is, what your medical history is, what chronic conditions are you fighting, what conditions are you wanting to stay away from and avoid. So that's kind of number one. And then we'll do a dietary analysis. So what are you currently doing? What has worked for you in the past? Um, what are some of the barriers for you? And kind of go from there. Which is so important because it's most common, and I might often think this too, if you're going to have a nutrition consult that you're trying to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Now that might be the goal, but I have other patients who are trying to gain muscle or trying to prevent osteoporosis or trying to not get diabetes mm -hmm. or trying to reduce their risk of heart disease. So it's not all just about losing weight, although that may be one of your goals. Often patients have other goals. Absolutely. So you might want to know more about um, how to prevent hair loss, which uh, can be very yeah. much a nutritional issue. Yeah. Um, energy, brain fog, fatigue. You might want general um, health guidance. You might be interested in uh, health span, longevity, um, and many other things. So that's the kind of the third thing we'll do is to take a look at what your specific goals are, knowing that you can have more than one and they do usually complement one another. Yeah, that is, and that is so important, I think, because yeah, what we look like in a, in our favorite dress or jeans or swimsuit is, is fun. And often that does correlate to health because there are certain body types that uh, lend to more chronic diseases than others. But there's all different shapes and sizes of person. I mean, we're much more interested in how to allow you to have the healthiest life going forward, no matter what the scale says, right? So I, I love that we're really sort of moving away from that mm -hmm. being the primary thing that we look at, which is why BMI is so useless. Let's just change the subject to that for a minute. <laughs> BMI, height and weight only. I mean, there's so much more to life than that. Absolutely. And I, you know, patients come in all the time and they're so obsessed with that number on the scale. And right. I'm like, but look, no, you've gained muscle. And right. especially in midlife, that is so important. Yeah. And then we have different builds. Like, you know, there is some, something called big bone for a reason. There are women that have just more bone mass and they are always going to be 10 or 15 pounds heavier than somebody who's the exact same height, you know? I, and yes, so there's, there's just going to be those differences. If you um, have um, Asian ancestry, for example, your bone mass is different and your BMI requirements or standards are different as well. So BMI is not great, which is why we use our in-body machine yeah. to evaluate you. Body, body composition, we've talked about. Yeah, and I was sort of changing the subject to that because that, that that particular metric is is phasing out. Uh, but if you're only focusing on your height and weight, I mean, there's so much that you're missing, which is why we're really digging into mm -hmm. your entire body health status, which I think is so important. And then, I mean, and it's amazing. This is this is even going to take place in an hour. But like you said, that's just sort of scratching the surface. Frequently, it would take several visits to really dig down to it. But what's the, what's the next thing that you might talk well, about? Well, but that's a great segue. So the nutritional status, right? Yeah. So we can tell a lot by the combination or the proportions of, of fat to muscle and all of those things. So we'll also be looking at your labs and we can tell um, if you have baseline inflammation, if you're uh, deficient in certain nutrients that are a problem for metabolism or that are keeping you inflamed, which also lead to... You know, pretty much every problem that there is mm -hmm. and um, very much, very much are a barrier to weight loss. You could be exercising like a fiend and be eating grass all day and still gaining weight. So that's really important. And then once we look at those things, we start looking at kind of 
personalized meal planning. Um, what is that going to mean for you? Let's look at you in your life instead of just eat better and exercise more. Well, what if you have um, busy children with busy lives and you're not home until eight or 9 PM. So me telling you to eat at five and right. to, you know, do certain things just isn't going to cut it. Yeah. We also need to look at, um, do you like to cook? Um, are you able to prepare your own food? How often do you have to travel? So we really, really have to individualize this or it's not going to work. Right. And that's so important. I mean, I, I can't, I, I feel bad for all of the times that I've made a statement that was so not taking that into account for a particular person. And when I think about my life, for example, I, I happen to be an empty nester now, so I've got a lot more freedom to do these different things. If someone suggested something, I could change it. In the past, when I had three little kids, there's no way I could do that. Mm -hmm. And then those of you who have teenagers at home, I, it might be easy to say, well, just clear out your pantry of all the bad <laughs> foods. I had to separate the pantry into the side that was potato chips, pasta, and gummy bears, and the side that had high-protein snacks. It's not that easy. So I think unless we recognize that it's not that easy and, and really look at your life, like, like Dr. Lee is saying, that makes it doable. I'm not going to do something if it's difficult, hard, impossible. I mean, it will fail after a week or two. So we're trying to create a program that's gonna be sustainable and maybe even enjoyable. Absolutely, and you know, I had a patient the other day, we were focusing on, we're gonna focus on many things, sleep of course being one of them, yeah. but um, she said, you know, my teenager, decides that she wants to talk to me at 11 p.m. at night mm -hmm. and I'm not giving that up and I completely understand just like you know you the other day I tried to talk you into putting your kids into an uber and you're like absolutely not that's yeah. the time I get to you know be in the car with them on that's the way to the right. airport so the only time you get to talk to them is driving them to the airport <laughs> so um, we mm -hmm. do we'll take those things into account and we'll do the simple fixes and we'll do the easy fixes and then um, you know over time things will become a habit and uh, it won't feel hard. Yeah, I've and there's so many things I've learned too. Oh my gosh, I think probably fair to say pretty much everything I practice now, I did not learn in med school. And the, the learning curve <laughs> is accelerating so quickly. I mean, just some funny things that came out. The other day I was talking to a patient who traveled a lot and we were talking about certain supplements that we take and I have my little box, as do many of you. And for example, omega-3s, which are oil-based, obviously, um, she was having the experience where they would melt because she traveled a lot and then they would mm -hmm. stick together. And so trying to come up with a creative solution for something that simple. It's like, well, how do you take your supplements on the plane? And you can't, you know, blah, blah. these are real things that we have to think about. Um, what are you going to eat if you're on a 16 hour flight and none of that food uh, suits your particularly nutrition requirements? I mean, so we've, we've really got to be flexible. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that brings us to um, another tenant, which is lifestyle integration. So yeah. um, after we kind of formulate a plan and see what we can fix and what our barriers are and where we're going to get caught up, then we actually come up with solutions. And, you know, Susan laughs at me with my canned fish, but <laughs> I, I'm right now in my backpack, I have two cans of wild salmon and mackerel and I have my nuts. I always have my little trail mix that I make myself by big, huge batches at Costco, mix them up, add different things, add different dried fruits um, that are not sugared. But then I always have something with me so I don't fall prey to the convenience purchases. And that's very helpful. 
I'm not laughing at you, by the way. I'm secretly <laughs> jealous. I wish I could eat canned mackerel. Oh my gosh, my dad would eat canned sardines, and I think that just like put me off. But yeah, if you could eat canned fish, wow, that's amazing. So go for it. Yeah. I'm gonna teach myself to like it. Well, and then also, you know, depending if you're a vegetarian or if you're a vegan, and talking about those things and getting your protein, and so any anyway, lifestyle integration is another thing that we'll do, and then um, that kind of brings us to behavioral strategies. So, um, you know, some people have um, interesting and difficult relationships with food. Some people have love-hate relationships. I'm personally very much an emotional eater. Um, mm -hmm. That's something I actually fight. And people look at me and don't think that that's the case. But, well, so we'll go over those things, too. And we can um, come up with some easy ways and some simple ways to um, be mindful and uh, slow things down and look at things differently and start looking at food as a nutrient and not necessarily a comfort, although it can be a comfort as well. And we don't want to take the enjoyment out of eating by any means. In fact, we very much want to keep it in place. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think that's a, such an important way that you stated that food is wonderful. I mean, we were given these taste buds. Mm -hmm. I mean, food tastes amazing. It's social. Uh, we love eating out with our friends. Uh, um, family activities are based around food. Uh, you know, we don't want to take that away. Mm -hmm. And then also that mindful component so that we're, I, I love, there was a show on Oprah and it was, it was probably so politically incorrect now she couldn't show it. It was probably 20 years ago, but it was called Why French Women Are Thin. You'd look it up. <laughs> and I'm sorry if I'm stepping on you. It was just seriously what it was called. And I found it fascinating, but, but the, um, the root of the uh, answer to that was, they ate whatever they want, just a small amount. And I'll never forget this one uh, particularly slim French woman talking about how she would get her little chocolate and she would make love to it, like, mm, and just like eat it over five minutes. And that, that image stuck with me just about mindful mm -hmm. eating, that you can really enjoy things if you're giving your whole attention to it. So anyway, eat like a French woman. That's so politically incorrect. I'm sorry, but Oprah said that. <laughs> no, but um, I love that. So, but yeah. you are, you're actually experiencing the food. So yeah. that's one of the, the things is that we have on our electronics, we have on the television. We're not actually enjoying and sitting down and chewing and all of these things. And so yeah. that is part of the hormone, ghrelin, and all of these things that get released and the satisfaction and knowing that you are satisfied. And it is very important. It's important for digestion it's important mentally for all of these things to work together. Um, and that's um, where the support comes in as well. Mm -hmm. So um, if you are in our weight loss program, for example, one of the reasons that that is successful is because of support. And that is why, as you've seen on Susan's other videos, Weight Watchers and other things or any habit that you want to change or any change that you want to make when you have support is far more successful. But there's a lot of little hacks and little tricks. You know, you can use your um, continuous glucose monitor and figure out, for example, what foods make your insulin spike or your glucose spike and stay elevated but you can also do things like eat protein and fiber before cake or you know um, mm -hmm. go for a 10-minute walk or um, some supplements like berberine and these are all little things that we can help uh, support you with if you are being challenged or if you feel like you've hit a plateau and you know that's gonna be ongoing so jumping into a little bit of what you said um, previously when we've talked you've actually showed us your what we call a CGM or continuous glucose monitor. And I've worn one for some weeks as well. 
obviously designed originally for diabetics to monitor their blood sugar, but they're really useful for anybody. I got so much information wearing one just for a few weeks. So is that something you'd recommend for many or most of your patients to try? I really would. I thought it was such an interesting um, experiment. In fact, I'm going to put one back on um, probably next week because I want to get some more data on some things. But just not only seeing how things affect you, which may or may not surprise you, but the accountability. Mm -hmm. it's, it's another form of support right. like you've you know voiced before. Like being watched. It is. There's tons it of is. data about if we're being watched we behave better, of course. That's why I have my aura ring because it helps me to behave better at night so I'll sleep better. Well, that's one of the reasons I have it. Or I noticed that too when I was wearing my CGM, I might be about to eat something sugary and then I would be like, uh-oh, it's gonna show up on my app and then I would choose not to. Um, totally, yeah. I had this like purpose, like your average glucose got down right. to like 99. I don't wanna mess like, that oh, up. I'm not messing that up. Right, so, so. it's an accountability Ugh. partner. So, uh, well, of course it gives you great information as well, but that accountability partner piece, I think, is mm -hmm. just using our psychology, because we're all human, using our psychology to our benefit, however we can do that. And that might be checking in every couple of weeks. So if you know you're going to see Dr. Leah, it'd be like, oh, okay, I'm going to behave well because uh, we all want to, you know, get kudos when we go to the office or having a ring or some other mm -hmm. type of wearable that helps you. There's so many things out there right now that we can utilize to help. And so... Why not use them, right? Uh, I mean, if they're useful, I'll tell you there's some that are probably not that helpful, but we can help. Leah can help direct you to the ones that we found. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, absolutely going to be trying a few different ones out. Um, as you uh, already know, we kind of experiment on ourselves, yeah. so to speak, and um, are able to help our patients and be like, hey, I did this or I you know, haven't tried that, but I'm going to. And uh, so. Yeah, I, I do have, I've stated this before, and I'm sure you feel the same way. I, I truly never recommend anything to someone that I haven't tried myself. Because even if it's something that I don't medically need, like probably a glucose monitor, it was so useful. So now I can tell you, well, this is what the app looks like, and this is what the numbers look like, and this is how it felt. And, yeah, and I can um, tell you which one falls off when you're doing yoga yeah, and right. swimming. Yeah, and and some, some of them do different things than others. And so um, I think that's a really great thing about the services mm -hmm. that you offer, that you're a female going through this too, mm -hmm. right? We're all um, in, in some version of the same boat trying to navigate what works for ourselves with this experiment yeah. of one person and then you're a different experiment with one person and what works for me or for Dr. Leah isn't going to be the same for you. So we don't, there's not one program for every person no. that, that would make any sense. And that kind of brings us to our 10th component, which is monitoring and adjustment. Because um, I, I try things, you try things, our patients try things, and they're just not working. And we want to see, you know, is there a tweak that needs to be made or is this just not work for you? Mm. Um, and also that things that did work in the past might not continue to work. So this is really important for us to be able to follow up and just make those adjustments as necessary for you know your continued success yeah it's so important i'll tell you again I, again going back to the how much we've learned type of thing when i was younger and there was a certain you know, nutrition's changed so much over mm -hmm. the years but basically be you know put yourself in calorie deprivation and do some exercise and then the patient would do that and they'd come back and they hadn't lost weight and my immediate thought would be they're not doing it right <laughs> I, they're they might you know rather than maybe there's something else going on like there's, there's a million other things now mm -hmm. and so we we know for sure and i'm so sorry for anyone that i might have told that in the past it's not as simple as calories in calories out it just isn't mm -mm. Uh, you know hormonal change nutritional status stress how mm -hmm. much you're sleeping 
your genetics, million other things uh, play into how successful a particular nutrition plan might be for you. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, sometimes we have to eat our words and learn, but yeah, it's very, very personalized. So that's a, that's what a nutrition consult might be like. Absolutely. Yeah. What Absolutely. a great opportunity. So if you're, if you're in our weight loss program or if you're not, or if you're a new patient or an existing patient, um, it can be really useful to add this particular consultation that particularly is focused on these things along with your annual exam, your general hormone consult. I mean, those are also very important, but as you can see, this is sort of taking it to the next level if you really want to maximize nutrition. Mm -hmm. And I want to add, even though we've already talked about 10 things, there's also alcohol and other types of liquids and supplements and other things that we're putting in our mouths mm -hmm. that are not just food too. And we, we want to go through all of that. Um, and I remember in uh, middle school, home ec, there was this poster on the wall that said, you are what you eat. And I didn't understand it because I was like 11. But we literally are what we eat. Our cells are made out of nothing other than what we put in our mouths and what we metabolize from the air. I mean, it's that important. It is. Yeah. It is. And that's why that dietary analysis. And to be truthful about it too, right? Yeah. I, I feel like some people don't want to tell you and they feel like right. they're bad and it's not about being bad or good it's it is what it is and it's about identifying what things that we can change and get you to be the best you and meet your goals yeah really well put and i mean honestly there's been so much judgment of us of you over the years no wonder you don't want to tell the truth about what you're eating <laughs> you should hear what i eat sometimes so we're we like yeah. to share stories too we're always very honest with you about our own humanness. I've been known to eat a big bag of potato chips when I'm in a sad mood without even paying attention. We're human too. And we can always come back, start over, mm -hmm. and restart the plan the next day. That's the best thing about being human. You get to start over every yes. morning again. <laughs> well, it's been such a pleasure to have you again. I know that we'll have you back again soon. Uh, so if you're interested in seeing Dr. Leah for this very holistic nutrition consultation, which you can expect will take an hour and probably some more to really get to the bottom of it, um, you can reach her at the link below. Um, now, I don't know the answer to this question, but it wouldn't be ideal to do these visits virtually, but you, you could. We could. If um, I... if. If I've already seen you for a um, wellness visit or an HRT consult and I have a complete history and I have uh, our panel of labs that I need, then um, we could absolutely do this virtually. Um, but we'll figure out how to help you. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, it may, it's much better to be in person on the body comp machine. But, you know, this if you live in Texas... So there could be times when we could be able to at least do some of these visits virtually yeah. as well. But this is uh, one of the times that I think being seen in person is so important, not just for getting on the body comp machine, blood pressure, et cetera, but that accountability, you know, mm -hmm. when you have to see a person face to face is so helpful. So if you can get to Houston, great. If you can't, we'll see what we can do to help. Uh, thanks again for being with me, Leah. Thank you and, so much. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please don't forget to subscribe share it with your friends and can't wait to see you next week.